0: All right, welcome to Ski and Racket, a Mountain Town podcast, our first official recording with a name. You, yeah, <laughs> got a name. Uh, yeah, so this week we wanted to talk about, um, kind of a very relative subject right now. Uh, we are in the midst of mud season. Um, for those of you that do not know what mud season is or uh also called shoulder season um i'm gonna, i'm just gonna let corbo talk about that a little um long time local 10 plus years in summit county um but yeah corbo why don't you give people an idea if they haven't heard of mud season or shoulder season kind of like what it is and yeah
1: sure well uh here in summit county and most ski towns what happens is <coughs> during the fall the snow comes during the winter, the snow persists. During the spring, the snow melts. And during the snow coming and the snow melting, nobody wants to be here, which is part of the reason why Logan's gone. <laughs> um, actually, just today, we got a nice little uh, tasty treat on top of the mountains. Um, you mentioned that in Breck, you guys got a little bit more snow than we did over here. It's It looks pretty dry from what you said.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been uh, it's been snowing off and on all day in Breck. Um, it's kind of just sitting sitting in town there. Um, no real accumulation. Uh, I'm just like hoping the peaks are getting some good snow for the base. Um, I know A Basin actually opened today, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. It was their opening day? Um, heard. That was kind of a dust-on-crust situation over there, but looking good going into the week. Some low temps, hopefully, um, giving us a good start to the season here. Uh, But, yeah, Logan's out of town. He's uh, back in Missouri supporting his alma mater, uh, Tigers. And I do believe they um, had a pretty good game. forget what the score was, but last time I checked, they were – significantly ahead of uh their rivals there so hope he's having fun probably probably pretty tuned up or uh as he should be has a nice (laughs) hangover today shout out to logan uh but yeah let's get into it um so yeah we kind of started talking about the weather um weather's changing it's kind of a kind of a quick change up in the mountains going from summer to winter kind of a short fall um We've had all the all the peepers out the past couple of weeks yeah, peeping the leaves,
1: and now most of the leaves. It literally this weekend. It looks like most of the leaves have gone, and that has been with this recent with this snowstorm that isn't. I wouldn't even call this a storm. Normally we have a little bit more uh, earlier in the in the in the fall. Um, at least up here, September is usually our first snow, um, but then we get what, uh, what a lot of people call an Indian summer where it gets warm again. Um, but it looks like for the next week or so we're, we're looking at 40 degree highs, uh, even with sunny days. So that's, that's, you know, that's reassuring as far as, uh, keeping the temps cool enough that the snow doesn't just melt immediately. Um, and, uh, we're moving, you know, something that Something that I have become engrossed with since moving out here has been weather, especially uh, tracking snowfall and learning about snow. Uh, snow science is fascinating. But um, so so if I get a little if I get a little in the weeds about nerding out over snow, like just reel me back in. OK, bud. Yeah, I'll reel you out. <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny because I'm very nerdy about the snow science thing as well. Um, did my avi one last year. Um, yeah, and it's just fascinating stuff. Um you know what what causes facets to form and you know what's what's good and what's bad and you know any anyone partaking in any sort of backcountry um touring or anything is probably you know having keeping a pretty close eye on the weather year round, um monitoring the snowpack. Um yeah, we could uh we'll definitely dive into that down the road uh getting into the season and you know of course around like touring season more towards the spring um but yeah colorado is one of those places where it's just like we have some of the worst snowpack in the world you know because our our snow is so variable and uh yeah rapid rapid temperature changes and all that so indeed get into
1: that stuff that champagne powder that everybody loves does not tend to bond well (laughs) (laughs) certainly not so with the weather changing uh something that i've noticed um you know this is this is my first year actually uh doing this normally I, i i mountain bike as long as i possibly can which i did which i have i i uh you know i was out yesterday it was a great ride um i think the temp was like 48 degrees or something like that almost 50 but, you know, when you're pedaling uphill, you don't care. It's You're still generating enough heat to keep yourself going. But um, something that I've done differently this year is I joined one of the local rec centers. And apparently I am not the only one to have that idea because holy cow, it is packed every night that I go. Um, you know, part of, part of my thought process was um, I want to be... I mean, for the same reason that everybody else is out here, Uh, I want to be the best skier I can be or the best rider I can be, whether you ski or snowboard. Like, you got to be strong for that. Um, You got to work your muscles. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, what? You have to, like, be in shape to go downhill? Yeah. Um, Gravity is a force. And in order to manipulate it, you have to be relatively fit, at least. Um, lots of little muscles to train too. Um, what do you do do anything for, uh, for like preseason training? Uh,
0: not, I wouldn't say like to that extent, I don't, I don't belong to the gym. I used to, um, I used to be really good about it. Um, I mean, I've been a personal trainer in the past, so like training people and, you know, I was a gym rat for a while. Um, lot of cardio. Um, I used to run like half marathons every other day. Um, just for myself, but I got kind of burned out on all that stuff and
1: fair enough, man.
0: Uh, you know, being in a gym every day, all day, um, kind of wears on you, but yeah, I mean, I, I play multiple sports and like, you know, like mountain biking, hiking. Um, I play hockey year round. So, I'd like to think that I am in decent shape going into every season, even though every season I am, you know, let down by my physical ability, you know, starting off. So I have been thinking about, um, getting back in the gym. Um, yeah, I, I, it's also like just for any athlete, you gotta, you gotta keep those muscles tuned and healthy. And, uh, I'm noticing it more and more, the older I get, you know, the harder it is to do. So, you know, it probably benefit me to, you know, jump into the gym and do some reps. But truth.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think this has become something that has been higher on my priority list as I've gotten older. Uh, you know, when I first moved out here, I was twenty nine and um, I, it was like, what? Ski season's here. All right, let's go. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, ski season's approaching. I, I better get off of my duff and like, you know, work these knee muscles work these work these leg muscles do some squats do do some one-legged squats you know just just try to throw myself off balance um and uh you know it, it's 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 interesting because it's, it's this weird dichotomy as far as uh training for skiing because if you're if you're if you're trying to train for resort skiing it's a different set of skills and a different set of muscles and you're using your your fast twitch muscles more than you're using your slow twitch muscles whereas if you're trying to train for touring or backcountry stuff uh you're going more for like that slow twitch like you want that endurance you want to be able to go you know you want to be able to hike five miles in before you start going uphill (laughs) um so so it you know uh And that's, that's kind of where the cardio comes in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, getting your season off to the right start can be accelerated through some, uh, some solid training and you don't even have to go to a gym. You can do a lot of, um, a lot of plyometric exercises, a lot of calisthenics, um, you know, you can look up uh, U.S. Ski Team Calisthenics Routines on YouTube and there you can find a bunch of different uh, just basic body movements that use your body weight and nothing else that are hard as fuck to do. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I'm curious, uh, you know, with the weather changing, with the leaf peeping being over, with it being crummy weather where nobody really wants to be out here while the snow's coming. What, uh, what's that look like for you, Alex? Uh, as far as, as far as, um, you know, work, I know you work in the entertainment industry slash hospitality industry, um, which is a big moneymaker during the big seasons, like summer and winter. I'm sure you're doing, you're doing great, but. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, yeah,
0: that kind of gets us into our next thing. Like, um, the economics of mud season. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of, you are seeing tourism drop off um, and we are pretty much tourist-based economy, whether you're, you know, whether that's real estate or, you know, rentals or what have you. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, I also wanted to touch on like mud season meaning different things to, you know, different people. Um, and this is, you know, one of those areas where it's like, well yeah, I'm a bartender. Um not as much tourism means not as much money. So you know, uh a lot of bartenders have become really adept to it, um like squirreling away some some cash when when you could feel the mud season coming. Um I th- I always think I'm better off than I was or than I than I am uh, for mud season. Um, so kind of, you know, I kind of fucked that up, uh, towards the end of the summer, kind of doing some festivals and, and shows that I probably should have, you know, saved the money and, uh, kind of squirreled it away for mud season. But, you know, here we are, I'm still making a living. Um, I was getting a little worried, but, you know, things work out. They tend to work out. So, uh, looking all right. Not, you know, you know, not desperate, I'm not on the streets. I, I have a place I can pay for it. So that's all good. And, uh, you that know, good. Winter's coming faster than, than you think. So, um, but yeah, like y- just like,
1: yeah, dude, a basin's open. Yeah. Like, a is open.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean like that's, that's the thing too. It's like, well, it's mud season. Not a whole lot going on, so I have a little more time off i you know get to spend more time with um friends and my dog, so that's kind of one of the pros of it um yeah still still getting out and hiking a bunch um trying not to end up in the bars too much, but you know it'll happen. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, where you, I feel at home, you know, I was going to say that's it's my that's, environment. Yeah, that's where that's where you work. That's you spend you spend at least, uh, you know, on on in, in prime time, you're spending 40 hours plus a week there. So it's all good. Well,
0: yeah, that's I mean, that's another thing. It's like you'll see people in the industry around town and they'll be like coming in and tipping pretty fat. And it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a pay it forward thing. It's like we all know we're in mud season. So it's like. Oh, I gotta go visit my friends, you know. So we're like hooking up locals and you know, they're tipping us pretty well, so it helps a little bit. Helps a little bit, you know. Everyone's doing their part. Kind of makes it feel like uh like a closer community during mud season, because we all kind of know where we're at. Um but yeah, then you talk to other people like um the retail manager at RMU, um Blake, what's up, bud? Um so <laughs> he's He was telling me the other day that this is actually one of the busiest times of the year for him um he's like flipping a lot of inventory um you know we're bringing in skis for for rentals um he's setting up like i don't know the the whole like rental system um the inventory system and stuff like that so he's got this huge changeover he's got to go through in a relatively short period of time you know but are
1: uh, are people bringing in their gear to get tuned up too is that is that happening
0: yeah so we're up and running for ski <laughs> tunes um we actually got a group message from um our ski tech the other day um <laughs> which was really it was kind of really sweet of him but like also he's trying to save his ass because he doesn't want us all coming in at separate times you know bringing in our our quivers of, you know, skis and <laughs> snowboards being like, hey, bud, uh, yeah, if you got time, could you just, like, tune, fully tune, like, these four snowboards or these, like, you know, three sets of skis or whatever? Um, so he's like, hey, guys, uh, we are good to go for tunes, so it'd be nice to get these all done in a batch instead of, you know, waiting till he's, <laughs> you know, knee-deep, tits-deep in other people's <laughs> gear and and trying to you know get our stuff done for us too so um Good that kind of reminds me i gotta i gotta take my stuff in so
1: is this blake you
0: said uh no so yeah well blake blake is a tech as well but um spencer's kind of you know the main main guy for skis i was just gonna give tunes. a shout
1: out to spencer then because that's yeah. a that's that's a that's a nice perk to have i uh, oh yeah. yeah i gotta say i yeah. i every, you know, every year I, uh, this was actually another topic that I was going to talk about was just uh, maintaining your gear. Uh, This is like the, this is the perfect time to do it. Um, You know, yes, there are ski shops that are starting to pick up for that very reason. But I mean, Okay, so as far as gear goes, one make sure you keep make sure you keep a set of rock skis that or or board that you don't mind bashing up and uh, and hitting all the rocks and the things in the resort because. Let's be real. There's not a whole lot of coverage at the start of the season. Uh, the white ribbon of death is a real thing. I think that's a topic we're going to touch on here in a little bit. Um, but uh, but uh, you, you obviously want to have your quality gear and then your beginning of the season gear, two s- entirely separate things. Um, oh, here comes the snow. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> blowing, in, blowing in strong right now.
1: Ooh! Wow! Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, as far as gear goes, you know, starting out with having having your rock skis, those don't need a tune. But you know, having having that pair of skis or board that uh, is ready to go once the snow starts flying and there's more of a base uh, can't be can't like getting on a freshly tuned set is so nice um doesn't matter if you're a first day beginner or a seasoned veteran uh taking care of your gear is super important um as time's gone on i've learned that i can get a i when i say get away with i can get a tune at the beginning of the season and then hand sharpen my edges and wax my bases myself for the most part unless i unless i do something really stupid and end up with a core shot um for the most part you you can learn this type of maintenance again youtube's a great source of information for this um and um yeah uh speaking of equipment how many pieces of gear do you have that you can strap on your feet alex
0: i don't know um I'm trying to trying to think that out. I've got um so I've got like a slush slasher slash um slash powder board. Um just like really really big nose, uh barely any tail to it and uh like f- pretty much fully rockered out. Um that i did not get a chance to really ride last season um it was a, it was not the best season yeah for i mean there was there was never really enough powder for me to be like oh yeah this is gonna be great today and then by the time the snow was melting i was like oh well there's you know there's not really any slush to push around it's just water now like it was, <laughs> it, was it wasn't even worth it taking that thing out um so i got that um i've got my daily driver um, what's your daily driver Uh, it is a lobster, um, Haldor Helgeson. Uh, so if if you know, um, the Helgeson brothers, kind of these crazy, um, Icelandic, uh, snowboarders, um, started their own snowboard company, uh, pressed by the same factory as Battalion, kind of similar technologies. It's got that 3BT base, kind of giving you that like 3D, 3d base to your board um really helps you like lock in and um and then the the transfer between edges is is super smooth um so love that one uh, i've been riding that for a few years um i got my rock board which is my old daily driver as uh, it should be same model um I just stuck with it you know just beat it to death um and then I've got a couple other you know options for rock boards I've got um this might be blown to pieces already and I can't even think of all this stuff but uh yeah so um got those I've got fuck what is that some park rat board that i bought for like a 100 bucks that was some guys you know turned into some guy's rock board but he was just trying to get rid of it so i have that deck on deck if i want to use it um and i've got a pair of got a never summer split board um which is pretty old probably looking to replace that split you know in the next two years probably not this year but um yeah, got good bindings on it. It's been treating me well. does the job. Um, and then I've got a pair of RMU skis, um, which I got back probably like three or four years ago. Um, they did one of their like 4th of July sales, which was like f- fucking 50% off. And then they gave me like the 25% homie discount or no whatever. Way. Nice. So I got those super cheap. Um, and then slapped a pair of marker kingpins on him. Um, yeah. and ethan swank set me up with some uh really nice uh, technica zero g like touring boots uh which i love um so yeah
1: got quite a bit in there um, i did not know that you went both ways i do go both ways i too go both ways i like a man that goes both <laughs> ways <laughs> Uh, that was, that was actually pretty shocking to me, but it's awesome to hear. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a pretty solid quiver. Um, I've got, I'm, I'm kind of a Fisher brat, um, Fisher skis. I really like them. I know that they'll push back at me. I'm a big dude. I'm six foot three, 220 pounds. Uh, I want, when I, when I step on it, I don't want it to become a wet noodle. I want, I want my ski to, to, to give me something, some resistance and push back. Um, I've got a have got several pairs of, uh, several pair of racing skis from them. I've got my everyday drivers, um, which is the, which is like, uh, the, the GT 82, the RC one. Um, and then, uh, I've got a pair of powder sticks that are like 100 underfoot called the Ranger. Um, And I just got a new for the first time. So I've been rocking a I've been rocking a marker Duke, which is a frame binding, which for those of you who don't do any touring, a frame binding is a binding that looks like the same binding that you use in. Like when you get rental skis, uh, only the heel detaches, so it's su- so it's uh, significantly heavier than what we call in the industry a tech binding, which is literally just uh, the the toe is your toe is held on with two pin clips, and uh, and and the reason that that makes a difference is if you are powering yourself up the hill, every gram counts. <coughs> um. I'm a little stubborn and hard-headed so for the past couple of years I've been touring with the frame binding under the assumption that you know if there's a, if there's one place I'm going to lose some weight it's probably around my midsection rather than on my binding. It,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean the other <laughs> argument is that um you know, in a in a tech binding you can't you can't really drive your turns as hard um you know, cuz you might you might come out, um, come out of the pens or or whatnot. Um, I've heard arguments for, you know, for using the frame binding just because they're, you know, they really lock you in. You could set you, you could set a din on it. Um, but yeah, um, are we getting too off track? Or are we just getting nerding
1: out about skiing gear now? I think we're nerding out okay. about skiing and snowboarding. Okay. But that, I mean, would you expect anything? else yeah. From the ski and racket, yeah. mountain town local That's fair. podcast. That's <laughs>
0: fair. Yeah, we're getting excited over here. If you can't tell, I mean, I've been, I've been, I got the itch like two weeks ago, and I've just been like, all right, come on, just fucking snow, like just lay it on us, you know, thick and heavy, and it looks like it's doing a, it's trying out there right now, but yeah. uh
1: yeah, traditionally where I'm located, where we're currently recording does not uh does not get the most snow because I'm right behind a mountain range <clears throat> however that mountain range cannot be seen and there is still snow flying over it so um yeah we're we're definitely definitely stoking out on the ski and snowboard tech um <laughs> sounds like even Bo's getting excited
0: <laughs> yeah uh well yeah so um like I was saying, mud season means, you know, a lot of different, I guess, different strokes for different folks. Um, talked about how, you know, um, bartending could be tough. Um, you could, you know, shifts are kind of cut back cause there's not as much need for as many people. Um, and you're not making as much money during the shifts you do have. So that can be tough, but, uh, yeah, what about what
1: about yourself, Corbo? What's uh what's going on with you with work? Um so I tend to sit on well, okay. So uh when I was framing and working on a ranch, I hated mud season because it was s- still the same pay for adverse weather conditions outside. Um, you know, nothing like trying to sheet uh a roof that has like a 45 degree angle while it's snowing that's that's always fun or you know <laughs> laying a second story uh second story subfloor on Joyce when they are icy um again super fun experiences um but as i've grown in skill and i have learned to uh, do more interior and trim related things. Um, I actually really enjoy it. It gets quiet. Um, it's a good time to take time off if you can. Um, it's in general, I mean, that's where that's where like like Logan's gone right now. and like I would assume that this was probably a perfect time for him because he's a retail oriented business, and he's like, well, My routes are probably good for a week if I take some time off. So, um, yeah, there's that side of it. Um, It is nice to kind of have our county back. Um, You know, I don't have to yell at so many people at the grocery store.
0: You don't have to yell at people either way, but, you know,
1: (laughs) yeah, I I feel you. I I I don't have to. The
0: internal rage. I don't have to tell people at the grocery
1: store. To read the sign that they're parked in front of that says no parking.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean I'd I'd say it's almost comparable to like what COVID was up here. Um you know, it's kind of like a month or two long too long COVID streak where it's like everyone just kinda fucks the fuck
1: off and it's like we get our get our streets back. Yeah, there's there's I mean my girlfriend laughs every time I complain about traffic cause she's from the Bay area, but, um, there's literally zero traffic. You can get from one side of the County to the other in like 25 minutes. Um, <clears throat> the other, uh, another really nice thing is, uh, I just blanked.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of nice things. Strike um, it from the record. So, yeah, that's off the record. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you kind of get, get a sense of, it's like, okay, you know, locals get to do local shit and no one's getting in our way. You know, like I was out on, uh, on a hike at blue lakes and it was relatively quiet. Um, and that was Thursday. Um, didn't see many people. The people I did see were super nice, you know, uh, not from Texas or Florida, um, they were just these uh, very polite Midwesterners from Minnesota. Had a good chat with them, walked with them for a bit. Um, but yeah, just, you know, people that are enjoying the outdoors, just like right alongside you and uh, being being respectful of where we live, um, which is important to me, um, and I'm sure a lot of listeners can – identify with that. Um I mean a lot of places I I end up I you know find fucking trash everywhere and it's like whatever. Uh I just usually pick it up but like you know sometimes it's just like are you fucking kidding me? Like the the amount of trash and the places you find the trash it's like fuck this
1: shit. Yeah. Thanks but, um, thanks for picking that up. That yeah. is kind of where my head was at when I blanked out. Um Yeah. You can get trailhead parking. You can like, you can all the, all the places that we love to visit are easy to get to during this time. Um, Something else that I've noticed over the nine years that I've been out here um, is the mud seasons have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. Um, We used to have this lull from like, I don't know. It was like basically the beginning of September, through probably the middle of december um vale resorts has done an, i don't know if it's a great job i mean i guess in their eyes it is because <laughs> they're increasing skier visits but they're
0: really good at patting themselves on the back aren't they
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but they've done a great job of like creating this desire to go skiing before thanksgiving even and uh, it's, you know, I, I'm as far as the hospitality industry goes, I'd assume it's probably helpful. Um, however, you know, that 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 truncating of the mud seasons is uh, it's really it, it's it's become it's become really noticeable in the past couple of years. Um, I think covid really, really sent it off like you were talking about. But then uh, after COVID, it's been bonkers. It's been like like the idea of, um, what do they call it, uh, making up for lost time just seemed to be the, the go-to. Like everybody was up here and it was quiet for like a few, a couple weeks. Like um, I, I remember uh, as a local, like, when I first moved up here, I couldn't go to a restaurant during mud season because a lot of them were just closed. And yeah, they, yeah, for sure. And now they're like a week for cleaning, and then they're like, and then they're back to, to busy as ever.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny. It's like I'm always looking at those businesses, and I'm so fucking jealous of them <laughs> because I've always I've I still have not worked for one um, restaurant group or or bar or what have you that closes for, um, one of those extended periods. Like I think mother Alerted closed for close for two weeks, but yeah, they used to close for a month, I think. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's always that, like, it's like, okay, well, I got work coming to me and I'm like, I'm still making a little bit of money and you know, but like there is that like little bit of jealousy in me that's like oh, those motherfuckers get a month off of work like they get to go <laughs> fucking travel and it's like, well, yeah, if you play it smart, you get to go fucking travel during that time. And uh, but yeah, if you if you don't play it smart, you're kind of you're kind of shit out of luck uh, when your restaurant closes for a month. You kind of got to find something else to do
1: to make the ends meet there. Um have you picked up any side jobs in the pro in in y- your time here like uh, during mud seasons? No,
0: I've been fortunate enough not to have to. Like I said, uh
1: pretty good planner. What worked,
0: worked straight through most of the mud seasons. Um haven't ever taken a ton of time time off uh in any of my positions uh being up here. Um It's weird that 'cause cuz like, you know, my family goes to germany every year so it's like i'm taking two weeks off in like end of june which i don't yeah that's i mean that's summertime busy but like it's not busy enough to be like oh no alex you can't do that um so yeah they're usually nice enough to let me go and do that and take two weeks off there but you know then then i'm stuck working mud seasons you know because i'm taking time off at at weird times, you know, like, um, but I'm sure if I planned far enough in advance, I'd, you know, I'd be able to be traveling right now or whatever. Um, yeah, there's not a huge, not huge pressure to be on call at all times during mud season. Um, like there is during, you know, full on ski season or
1: peak summer so yeah i would imagine ski season is where you can really stack some some dough and 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 put away that nest egg for a rainy day sock away a rainy day fund if you will
0: yeah absolutely i mean yeah and ski season is tough ski season is fucking tough uh in the hospitality industry um and i know some people crazy enough to have like three jobs during during ski season. I'm like, how the fuck do you get out to the mountain to go ride at all?
1: And that's, I think that's my biggest argument is like, I, you know, if, if like we live here for a certain quality of life and if you can't attain that quality of life, you know, why are you up here? Like you can, you can hump, if you're trying to make it ahead, there are a lot better places to make it ahead. Um, You can, you know, you can hump three jobs in, hoboken new jersey or greensboro north carolina yeah and and like really do well for yourself because the cost of living is so cheap but like
0: but why in a in a mountain town with resort prices do you yeah i don't know it's tough like some people uh yeah i think we've talked about it before i don't know if we've touched on it but like it is hard to um it is hard to live up in a, in a resort town. You know, it is a, it is a struggle sometimes. And, you know, sometimes your grind is different than others. And I've been, I've been lucky. Like I, I count myself very lucky to have had the employment opportunities I've had and to be in the places I've been, um, so that I am not constantly trying to make ends meet. Um, Agreed. I, I,
1: I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the make your own luck paradigm as well. Um, you know, opportunity meets, uh, when, when preparation meets opportunity. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you've been fortunate to align yourself with some of the more established or the more popular, um, uh bars and restaurants in the area i mean you said you worked at breck distillery and rmu i mean every time i've ever been to rmu and it's usually on a weekend but anytime i've ever been there i walk in and i'm old so i walk in at like i walk in at like nine and there's no one there but by like ten thirty, that place is packed
0: yeah it's popping my place is uh yeah it's done a lot for me it's meant a lot to me uh even before i moved here i was going there uh that's awesome yeah like coming out here four times a year to hang out with Brittany Lindsay. um yeah Brittany. You remember shout Brittany? out yeah what's up uh, i gotta respond to her she's doing a white elephant i gotta respond to that <laughs> but uh yeah no like hanging out with sam like meeting meeting people through rmu um yeah and that's kind of it was kind of a catalyst in getting me out here Because um, it was either between here or like you know Bend or you know Mount Hood or something like that, and I was like, well, sure, I already know a bunch of people in Brackenridge might as well move to brack like so uh yeah, but um what was I talking about? yeah, I mean it's like
1: being fortunate
0: yeah being being fortunate to have one job and being fortunate that that job allows me to pretty much ride every day um that's kind of like the draw of bartending you know it's like most of my shifts are at night so i can ride pretty much till the mountain closes go home work get ready for work and go to work and do it all over again the next day um
1: so um, i'm gonna put some words in your mouth did i just hear you say you're living the dream i believe i am (laughs) corvo I think that's what they call it, right? Is that the dream? Yeah. No,
0: but uh you do you do go through burnouts. Um Yeah, like I was saying winter season is really tough because you are trying to maximize your days on snow, your time on snow and then balance that with work and then, you know, doing the stupid shit like laundry and you know, all the chores that come with being a st- stupid adult <laughs> we live in the mountains
1: dude just yeah. wear the same layers like yeah. 15 times before you i wash. mean i pretty much do <laughs> it's
0: more, i was more i was more referring to like you know washing my work shirts and shit but uh
1: make sure you wash your undies guys yeah Th- that that you don't want to skimp on
0: undies undies i do change on a daily basis for the most part uh but yeah i mean like the burnout comes with you know trying to maximize your time at work and on the mountain. Um, and I feel like I generally go through like one good burnout a season, um, of just being like, fuck dude. Like, yep. Not, not doing shit today on my day off or not. You know,
1: I feel you. It's like trying
0: to find some downtime and yeah.
1: Yeah. I try to maximize my time outside as well. Um, just, just to, quick question for you why do you think we feel that need what is it what is it about winter up here that that Uh, just I mean because like sure you could you you don't have to go ride every day right
0: oh no and I I'm not saying I go every day but it's like it's like every day I'm able to and you know up early and feeling it. Um, I'm definitely going, like, it's not really a question. Um, cause that's why I moved here. You know, that's why most of us have moved here and I'm a firm believer in, you know, I guess use it or lose it. Like if you're, if you're not, if you're not trying to enjoy the mountains year round up here, what the fuck are you doing here? Like make room for someone else. Um, you know, like we we're, we have a housing problem, and I'm not gonna sit here and be some, you know, lazy piece of shit and not use, you know, what I'm fortunate to have. So, I don't know. That could be controversial, but
1: you know, like get out there and play, kids. That's why we're up here. I I agree. Um, I personally I believe that the reason that we all try to maximize the time out here is, um, because it's the seasonality, um, you know, legitimately, you know, if, if it was winter 365 days a year, it would probably lose its luster a little bit more, but because we're probably, we're probably looking at like on a good year, 160 to 170 days where there's snow. Um, and I, that's, that's a really good year, by the way, um, where there's snow that's worth skiing or, or there's snow enough to ski even, um, that time is fleeting, uh, you know, and, um, with recent, with recent, uh, recent seasons being even shorter than that, um, you know, it comes down to like that question of like, are you going to be a first chair kind of guy or a last chair kind of guy? And my answer <laughs> or is both. My answer is both. Yeah, <laughs> if I can if I can make it happen, it's both. Uh, especially on a powder day, nothing beats it. Um, no friends either. Uh you know, I think I think <laughs> if they can keep up, more friends on a powder day is a great thing. Oh, I love friends on a powder day. <laughs> um, I mean, because like really. If no one saw you do it, did you really do it? Oh, fuck that
0: yeah I did it, yeah, I did it. I'm gonna tell you at the bars after <laughs> uh, oh boy, yeah, no, uh, definitely first chair last call, always fun, um yeah, I don't know i I just hope we have those days. I hope we have those powder days where I'm just itching to be out all day and not you know not fighting Jerry all day to Jerry. to get some fucking groomers, you know. Uh Yeah, honestly, I'm excited. Um I hope you are too. Oh, it's so stoked. I am very pumped to go ride. Um Were you saying you mostly ride Do you mostly ride Keystone or
1: I so I work at Vail, so most of my days are over there. Oh yeah, ah. you,
0: you work at Vail. That's right. Yeah. Damn. I I really
1: Uh, you know, from here, it's about 30 minutes from, from pulling out of the driveway to getting to Vail, um, which is really pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty fortunate to have that short of a commute to Vail. Um, I know a lot of people that I work with at Vail have the same commute. They just don't have to drive over a pass. Um, It's something that I got to deal with, but ultimately it is totally worth it and it's not because Vail resorts is awesome i'm just going to put that out there and this is my this will be my 10th season doing it but uh it is because Vale mountain is awesome Um, are you allowed to say that as an employee (laughs) i didn't say anything negative except for that they were not awesome
0: okay all right Uh, i there's you know, something it, other than awesome. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're bad. They're just not awesome. Well,
1: I mean, they, they claim to be epic, so yeah. does that work?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Well, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, Vale, you got to gotta show me around there sometime. I would love to
1: give you the local tour there.
0: I've been out there exactly one time. Oh, uh, we got to change that. And it was last, it was last January. It was, it's a good time to visit and it was dog shit conditions. It was fucking bummer. Overcast, overcast, blowing, fucking just sheets of ice everywhere. If it wasn't ice, it was dirt and I was not not stoked not was feeling the <laughs> stoke that day. Was it early January? It was like January. I think it was January like 16th or 17th okay. or something. Okay. All right. But uh yeah, no new snow, just bare patches everywhere and yeah not we'll get after it dude. yeah yeah i would love to do that all right well i think that about wraps it up um hope your mud season is going well um hope you're ready for some snow um it's coming down right now and it's blowing straight sideways so hopefully we get some some nice wind lips going and building and just looking forward to seeing uh more of it Um, yeah, that's all I got this week. Uh, Corbo, you want to add anything to the end here?
1: Just, uh, you know, as with most things in life, the good comes with some bad and the bad comes with some good. Keep your, keep your, uh, keep your chin up and keep your eyes on the prize. And, uh, you know, mud season will pass. And we'll be in knee-deep powder in no time.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We are Ski and Racket, a Mountain Town podcast. Tune in every week. I uh, Hope to be bringing you more and more good stuff your way. Um, yeah, be safe out there.
1: Thanks for listening.